Hey guys, Joshua Miller here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. It doesn't cost a thing to download. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, and many, many more. It automatically will send them to those. You can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't have to click and drag from one to another and have several open and use it. It's all in one place for you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks. Have a great day. Hello, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, This is another episode from Acts of the Holy Ghost, and we look at Paul's conversion in this podcast. I hope you will enjoy and hope this will encourage your heart in these trying times and help you to be strong in the faith. I come to the garden
we're thankful to have a service like this to be able to continue. You know, it's the, the, the Word of God tells us, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together, okay? As the manner of some is. So the manner of some is to stay out of church, skip church, come every once in a while, whenever they feel like it. Uh, but it's a little bit different here. We've been called, we're, we're called to obey those that God has put in place and to show support and show respect. So that's what we're doing. And it's, we see in this case, this crisis here, the virus is, is dangerous. And so we want to take the precautions and guidance given to us so that we can do our part and to help with uh, what's going on around us. We, don't, we want it to affect as little people as possible. We wish it hadn't affect those that it did. It has, but it has. But we're here to help uh, prevent that from spreading as much as possible. So, but we earn, we earning in our heart to, to reunite with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, we know we're brothers and sisters in Christ, those of us that are saved. So we're in the spirit. We've never been apart, right? If we're, the closer we grow to the Lord, the closer we'll grow to each other. That's what we're doing. That's what the purpose, we're continuing the services, continuing to preach, continuing to sing and give God the glory. We're not going to stop, quit doing that, but the day we'll be able to reunite together as a body is going to be so amazing. Just think, we will all reunite together in one body in Christ when we reach heaven, won't we? It'll be an amazing, amazing thing to take place that and I hope that you will be taking a part of that. All right, so if you would, we'll take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 9. We're continuing the study, our series that we started for uh, Victory Baptist Church. And we're going to just keep continuing. With, it's simple, keeps it easy, keeps people on track, and you get a stronger more uh, in the Lord doing it this way to help us keep on track we know where we're going to be the next step and it'll help help each other out it's a lot easier to do that way to help each other for in in this case this situation all right so Acts chapter 9 and uh so last Sunday we had looked at the Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch and we looked at how the gospel was spread in spite of opposition was spread. And it actually made it to the continent of Africa because of the obedience of one man, Philip. And the yearning of the Ethiopian to know God. He'd went to worship, but he didn't really know. He didn't understand. He didn't know Jesus. He worshiped God, but he didn't know Jesus Christ. So Philip was able to show him through the scriptures, the scriptures that he was reading and explain Jesus to him. And an amazing thing took place, a miraculous thing. So we pick up here in Acts chapter 9 with uh, Paul's conversion. And we see in itself is a miracle, and we'll see the what took place here in Paul's conversion. And let's go back. We're going to get a backdrop of who Paul is here. So at this present time, it is Saul. His name is Saul. And we'll go back to Acts chapter 7 and look here that 
a man called Stephen was bold and full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. And we see that he preached to the stiff-necked and uncircumcised in their heart and ears, the ones that always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did you do. Stephen told them that. The group of people he was preaching to, he didn't hold anything back. And they got mad, outraged, outraged. They jumped on him and started biting them, biting him with their teeth, and then stoned him. And you'll look at Acts chapter 7, verse 58. And cast him out of the city and stone him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. So here's our first clue to who we're looking at today. Saul. And he was with them when they persecuted, martyred Stephen. Stephen was the first martyr, Christian martyr. And they stoned him. Now Saul was there was an accomplice, you'd say. He stood there and watched their clothes, their coats, cloaks, while they stoned him. So he took guard of them so they wouldn't get stolen while they took care of business. And Saul was there. That's what he did. And again, so Saul witnessed this and this persecution. And he was at the moment on their side of the ones who stoned Stephen. He was against all things Christ Jesus, this man from Nazareth, because everything he knew about him was against the tradition, the God that they had in God, the the Jerusalem, and their traditions and customs. It was completely against it. It was all backwards. So chapter 8 says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at the time there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Verse 3, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering to every house and hailing men and women and committed them to prison. Saul spearheaded the persecution of the church. Remember this, Paul, Saul, was the one who led this persecution and spread it from Jerusalem after he took care of, care of them there. All right, let's read a little bit about Saul here. He says, he was a, Saul was of the tribe of Benjamin, a Pharisee, a native of Tarsus, third university center of the world was Tarsus. It was being surpassed at the time only by Athens and Alexandria. So it was the third in the world of the highest education that you could get. Born a Roman citizen of influential family, thus of Jewish, Greek, and Roman background. He evidently had determined to destroy the church, having crushed and scattered the Jerusalem church he set out for Damascus to ferret out Christians who had fled there. And we're looking to here. He evidently had, or on the way, as by a stroke from heaven, the Lord appeared to him. His conversion is told three times. Here, 
in chapter 22 and in chapter 26. It was a real vision, not just a dream. He was actually blinded. He says this three times. His attendants heard the voice. Henceforth, he served the Christ he had sought to destroy with a devotion unmatched in history. He spent many days in Damascus preaching Christ. Then the Jews sought to kill him. It actually turned around on him. He went away into Arabia, returned to Damascus, was in Damascus and Arabia three years, then returned to Jerusalem. You'll see this in Galatians chapter 1. Was there 15 days. They sought to kill him then, and he returned to Tarsus. And then some years later, Barnabas brought him to Antioch. So that's a little bit, a little summary there of Saul. And let's get into the message here. Let's see, let's take a look at the events that take place here. Knowing Saul, we know him, he was a persecutor of the church. He wreaked havoc. That's the word to describe him, is that he wreaked havoc on the church, on Jerusalem. So now... Let's pick up uh, Acts chapter 9 and verse 1. It says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood, speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us and what you've given us. And thank you for the everything you've done to this point. Thank you for your word that you've given us so that we can learn and st- about you and study your word and grow close to you and mature as a Christian and our walk with you. Pray that you bless the time here. Uh, give me the clear thoughts and clear speech to present your word according to your will, Lord. Bless all the listeners, uh, the church, Victory Baptist, and our other churches represented here, Lord. I pray that we as the body of Christ, there were one flesh in Christ, Christians. pray that we would represent as we should. Be bold and steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we see here Saul was heading out, yet breathing threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. So he's here doing everything he can. He's being zealous. 
Everything he can do to wipe them out, he is sure, he is positive that he can wipe them out and get rid of them because it's just a minority and it's just none of it makes sense and it's it's obviously uh, blasphemy against God, God Almighty, obviously. So he goes to the high priest and asks of letters to Damascus, to the synagogues there that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So he had taken care of Jerusalem. He was ready to spread out his uh, campaign to the rest of the world. So his next step was Damascus. So he, uh, he received the letters. They were approved, of course. And he went to carry them out. So as on the journey here in verse 3, he went to... Uh, carry out his mission. He had the mission. He had everything planned out. He was ready to go. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven and he fell to the earth and heard a voice. Talk about divine intervention. He was stopped dead in his tracks. The Lord said, this ain't happening. I see the zeal, the dedication you have, and it's going to be used for me. He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So we see here Saul's kind of confused. He says, who are you, Lord? Is a question. He was confused. He wasn't quite sure. This is the Lord talking to me. He just spoke out of this light. He had a pretty good idea, I believe. And the Lord said, responds to him, I am Jesus. Now notice, he says, Lord. So Saul saying, Lord, he's meaning God. And so this is the Lord. And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. So now he cuts right to the chase. Saul, I am the one you're trying to get rid of. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. It is hard for you. And the, he uses the, the, the metaphor here, kicking against the pricks. And a goad, pricks, thorns, whatever has a sharp point, sharp end, it's made to penetrate, to stab. It causes pain. A goad, you go to, you poke the, oxen in the side and you poke the sheep or the goats in the side to get them to move, get them to listen, go the direction you want them to go. And it's got a sharp point on the end. And you don't keep any pressure on it very long because the pain is too, too great. And this is what Jesus calls out to Saul is this is what he's doing. He's kicking against the pricks. And which is detrimental to him himself. And he, trembling and astonished here in verse 6, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? He realized that he was wrong. He realized he was going against the one who he, was, he thought he was serving, God Almighty. He thought that he was doing the will of God and doing him justice by getting rid of this these followers, these followers of the man of Nazareth. 
Nothing good comes out of Nazareth anyway, he thought. So the Lord says unto him in verse 6, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. So his mission here was completely halted, stopped halfway, and was brought to a complete stop, blinded by this light of Jesus, and stopped. And he was given orders, not from the high priest, but from God himself through Christ Jesus. And he gives him new orders. Now we see how he is eager to follow his new orders, although they're uh, a contrast to the orders he had previously, just a few minutes ago. It says, Arise and go into the city, and he's going now not to persecute. It shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing no voice, but seeing no man. So Saul gets up off the ground here in verse 8, and Saul arose from the earth, but he he went to look to see what to, to what to do, but he was blind. He couldn't see. Alright? Blind, and it says that they were with him, led him by the hand, and brought him to Damascus. He still went to Damascus. He had a plan, but God had another plan. God is fixing to explain it to him. Now, notice, when we see the light, I'm going to describe here a man who's lost, headed to hell, bound to hell because of their sins and their lack of faith in God and trust in Jesus and repentance of their sins. They're headed to hell. He's been given this word for the remissions of sins through the blood of Jesus. It's his job now to accept it or reject it. It's been put in front of him. This bright light has been shown in his eyes. Now he can get up and accept it as Paul did, or he can get up and reject it. Okay, but this here is an example of a Christian who received the light and he's blind. All right, so notice that Saul is now serving Jesus. He gets up, he's blind. This is a new babe in Christ. He's blind. He can't see very far. He doesn't know where to go, which direction to go. So he needs the people around him to direct him and guide him. He needs godly people in his life. He needs to be discipled. Notice that Paul, or Saul here still, he's Saul, is now being led. He trusts Jesus now, but he doesn't know yet his mission. He doesn't know yet what he's supposed to do. Verse 9, And he, he was three days without sight, and neither did eat or drink. And there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. Isn't that amazing? He prayeth. And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. So here's the, the pieces of his mission start coming together and it takes a, a believer 
to show him the way. Ananias, God told Ananias in the vision, Arise, go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. Behold, he prayeth. Now let's look at the response of Ananias. And this is what a lot of Christians do here, I believe. Well, verse 13, And Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on his name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. We see that a new convert here needs guidance, needs discipleship. And Ananias is the man to do the job. Ananias questions the Lord. So what if Ananias questioned the Lord and left and didn't obey the Lord? Think of who this person is. It's Saul, the persecutor. And then we go to Paul, the missionary. But what if Ananias didn't go and tell him and guide him and confirm that he was on the same side as he was? It says, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before Gentiles and kings and children of Israel. The Gentiles wouldn't hear, the kings wouldn't hear, and the children wouldn't hear. Uh, the acts of Ananias were very important to, re- to nurture Saul and to give him the discipleship. God had a different plan for Saul. Let's look at verse 17. Ananias went his way, thank God he did, and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him said, watch this, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus. Ananias was obedient to the Lord and was able to, he completed his mission. We see Saul's Uh, initial mission to Damascus was stopped by a divine intervention. We see that Saul realized that he was persecuting and he was fighting the one he thought he was serving. We see that he was blinded. He had no sight. And he realized that this sight only came. He trusted in Jesus And it came only through obedience, our obedience to Christ. Ananias was given a mission to go help him and show him the way, show him the uh, 
fellowship in Christ. Arise and go into the street which is called Straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. He has seen a vision, a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. And you notice that he received his sight. Well, let's go back to uh, verse 15. He says, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. God had so had a so much bigger plan, a so much bigger mission for Saul than Saul could ever think of. And he accomplished way more things than he would have ever accomplished with his current mission that he had self-commissioned himself to. And we see that he gave his life, surrendered to the Lord, surrendered to his will. We see Ananias obeyed, putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, notice that it's specific. God said, this is Jesus. Jesus said, this is Jesus whom thou persecuted. Ananias said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Ananias was anointed by God to lead Saul and give him further instructions. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it were scales. He could now see the light and received sight immediately, arose and was baptized. You'll notice immediately once that anybody that you look at here in the Word of God receives or gives their faith and trust in Jesus, immediately they're baptized. And they now, and they're filled with the Holy Ghost. Now he has the guidance, has that comforter that we've been looking at, the Holy Ghost. He received his sight and is filled with the Holy Ghost. Now he has that guidance, and he's being led not by his... Uh, academia, but he's being led by the Holy Ghost, by the Almighty. Immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, as he'd received sight. When he had received meat, he was strengthened. Now his spiritual condition was set. Now he had to take care of his physical. Notice the order. Spiritual first, then his physical well-being. And straightway he preached Christ. Immediately he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Now this, I bet, confused a lot of people. Saul came destroying the church, persecuting the church, putting the church in jail. And then the next time we see him out in public, he's preaching Christ, the same one he was persecuting, in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Wow, what a change. What a, a 180. Now he's preaching that the one he was persecuting and trying to destroy and eliminate is actually the Son of God through this conversion that he had, this divine intervention, this, uh, this uh, Christ-interrupted mission that he had. And we see now he's on board 100%. 
He says, but, verse 21, But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is this not he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem and came here for that intent that he might bring them bound under the chief priest? They'd been warned that he was coming. He was on the way to destroy them, destroy the church. And now he's preaching about preaching Christ. But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is the very Christ. Can you believe that? Proving that this is the very Christ. Now he's using his wisdom and his education. Notice he was educated, and we'll look later. He was he was educated at the feet of Gamaliel, the uh, one of the high high. Uh, Pharisees, there if I'm not mistaken. But he was one of the highest orders, Gamaliel, the highest orders there in Jerusalem. He was taught in Tarsus, one of the third in the world for their learning. And now he used that to prove that Christ is the Son of God. If you enjoyed this segment of Joshua Ministries Podcast, please leave a voice message or leave your questions, comments, suggestions at joshuaministry741 at gmail.com, joshuaministry741 at gmail.com, and have a blessed day.